name is Emily Dawes and I'm here today with Katrina Kelso and we're both part of the Language and Literacy in Young People Research Group at Curtin University in Western Australia. Um, Katrina's going to tell us a little bit about her research into reading comprehension which has formed her PhD. So Katrina, can you start off by telling us why you decided to focus on reading comprehension in your research? Yeah, thanks Emily. So in addition to being a part-time PhD student, I'm also a, a clinician primarily and I work in private practice and um, I did a master's some years ago and uh, as a result of that I became interested in this group of children called poor comprehenders. So they're um, one subgroup I suppose of, of poor readers who have difficulty with reading comprehension and these children tend to be not particularly well identified because they have good word reading um, accuracy skills. Um, so then I started seeing more of these sorts of children in my clinical practice and noticed um, that these children um, seemed to fall into two groups, you know, so some had very poor vocabulary while others had good vocabulary, but they really struggled with the higher level uh, language and particularly inferencing skills. And um, as, as a clinician, I was interested in what should I do in terms of intervention. And there was, since doing my master's, there's been quite a lot of research looking into the profiles of these children, but not so much on the intervention. And, you know, mm -hmm. what, what was the, was there specific targeted intervention that you could do for children with different profiles? So that's, it really came from a clinic, clinical background. Mm -hmm. And very needed, I think, because a lot of those children tend to go under the radar when they have good decoding skills. So, uh, that's, yeah, that's so exactly right. Yeah, that's right. Very important. So, can you tell us a bit about your studies and um, what you found? Yeah, sure. So, um, my research can be sort of broken up into three areas. So, the first or phases. So, the first was an identification phase, and then there was a detailed profiling phase and then an intervention um, phase. So um, in the uh, identification phase, that was uh, trying to follow on from something that came out of my master's, and there was two uh, oral language tasks, a phonological awareness task and a listening comprehension task, that seemed to uh, discriminate between children who are poor comprehenders and uh, children who had other types of um, uh, reading difficulties. So we took that idea and looked at using that as a screening to try and identify these poor comprehenders better in um, regular classrooms. Um, and then we, after the screening, we confirmed their reading profile using reading tests. Uh, then the children that were identified out of that, we did a detailed profiling of, uh, across all sorts of different language areas, trying or no, actually using all um, commercially available tests because I wanted it some useful for, for clinicians. Uh, and then out of that, we invited a group of children to participate in the intervention. And, and what did you find with the intervention? Um, so I suppose there were sort of things that came out of each of the different phases. The the in terms of the screening, it wasn't, um, it was, I suppose, moderately successful. We, it tended to over-identify the poor comprehenders. Uh, and so we did need to do the reading test to actually confirm that they had that um, strong word reading, poor reading comprehension profile. Uh, so more research really needs to be done in that area to, to have a look and see if we can um, uh, work on 
developing a better screening, but also we only identified the children who came up as at risk. So it'd be really nice to be able to um, look at all the children that we didn't follow up uh, and see if mm -hmm. the screening actually identified other children with reading difficulties um, that we couldn't follow up in the research. Uh, in terms of the profiling, uh, we found that some tasks seem to be better at identifying children with different types of difficulties than others. And um, we did come up with the two uh, broad profiles that are evident in the literature, but interestingly, we didn't see a lot of children who had vocabulary difficulties. The majority actually had trouble with the inferential uh, uh, comprehension. Um, Interesting. And then, yeah, yeah, it was. We were totally unexpected. Um, so again, mm. that's another thing it'd be interesting to, to look at. And maybe it was a product of the test that they weren't sensitive enough to the children with lower language, uh, lower level language difficulties. Um, mm -hmm. And then in terms of the intervention, look, the data is really still being analysed in that area. The results are looking promising. Um, but unfortunately, there was only one child who participated in the vocabulary intervention. So uh, that can only be seen as a, as a pilot study. And there again, it'd be nice to see if the research can be replicated and to do more work with the vocabulary intervention and see if that is successful. So a bit of work to still be done there. Sure, yeah, <laughs> definitely. And so what are the main messages you'd like clinicians to take away from your research? Uh, so I think that, you know, there's this group of, um, you know, really the reasonably substantial number of children, about 7% have been identified as poor comprehenders. So to be aware of these children, um, you know, hopefully we can get better at, at identifying in the, them in the classroom. Um, mm -hmm. Also, I'm hoping to, you know, perhaps be able to um, indicate, you know, what a good, a good task to identify these children, because obviously no one other than someone who's doing a PhD would do the, the assessment profile that I carried out. Uh, and you might have done something similar because it was very, very time consuming. So um, mm -hmm. some specific tests would be good. And uh, hopefully um, the interventions um, are going to prove successful like the early evidence is suggesting and like your work it will all be available when um, all of that data is analysed and the um, research is written up. So yeah hopefully something out of each area there. Fantastic and so that will be once it's all finished that will be available through the language and literacy in young people website. Yeah that, that's right which is um, you know we're all, we're all the people in the research group, we're all posting our research up there. So it's really nice to have it in a central location, isn't it? Definitely, and, and so much freely available to clinicians as well. And Katrina, are there any resources you would recommend for clinicians? Yeah, so there's something that, that I've come across and it's just, uh, it's called 10 Essential Reads to Improve Reading Comprehension. And it's a CEM blog. So if you just search that up, um, it's got a list of really good resources that people might be interested in following up and finding out a bit more about what's happening in this whole area of reading comprehension, but also looking at this group of poor comprehenders in particular. Mm, and I think it's a, a really, really critical area for us to be looking into because often people don't think we have anything to do with reading, but um, much of the time oral language is the underlying uh, area of difficulty. So I think it's it's really important to make sure clinicians are thinking about that. 
Yeah, absolutely. And all poor readers, you know, comprehension, I suppose, is a bit more logical that speech pathologists are involved in. But, you know, also with children who have decoding problems, because, mm -hmm. you know, that's an aspect of, of language development as well. So I think we've really definitely got a very important role to play. So, uh, Emily, if you'd like to just introduce yourself and tell us a bit about your work and your research. Thanks, Katrina. So, yeah, my name's Emily Dawes and I'm a clinician and researcher working with young children with developmental language disorder in Western Australia. And I'm also um, part of the Language and Literacy in Young People group um, in WA. So can you tell us a bit about how you got interested in this area of research? Yeah, so I found uh, working with children with developmental language disorder, many of them have poor inferential comprehension, but that area is, is quite a, a gap in the research literature. So there's very few studies which have looked into inferencing, um, but it's actually really, really important for successful comprehension, both our social communication and our later reading comprehension as well. So that's what got me interested in it uh, initially. So can you tell us a little bit more detail about your research and some of the outcomes? So my research involved two studies. The first one looked at the skills that children with DLD use to make inferences. And then the second study followed on from that and it was a randomised controlled trial of an intervention targeted at improving inferential comprehension of narratives in young children with DLD. So the intervention uh, used the information from the first study and was a small group intervention designed for three to four children aged five to six years, participating in two 30-minute sessions a week over eight weeks. Uh, and in that first study, we found the profiling study, we found that literal comprehension, narrative retelling skills, and that was both macrostructure and microstructure, vocabulary, phonological short-term memory, and theory of mind were significant predictors of inferential comprehension scores, but only narrative macrostructure and theory of mind were unique contributors to inferencing in that young group of children with DLD. Um, so that, that was really interesting. So we yes. found that quite a, range, yeah, quite a range of skills were important, but it was those two uh, particular skills, narrative macrostructure and theory of mind, that were the unique contributors to inferencing. And then we used that information and a literature review of interventions to design the intervention. Uh, which was uh, based around dialogic book sharing, uh, making story maps, uh, thinking about emotions and predicting. And uh, after the intervention, we found that the group who received the inferential comprehension intervention had significantly higher inferencing scores um, compared to a control group who'd received a phonological awareness intervention. And wow, this finding fantastic. of significant... Yeah, and this finding of significantly higher scores was also shown on another narrative comprehension measure and maintained two months after the intervention finished. But and interestingly, were, there was no... Oh, sorry, these were um, uh, standardised tests you were seeing results on? No, so we used uh, what uh, kind of measures that we designed. So one was called the Squirrel Story Narrative Comprehension assess uh, Assessment and the other one was called the Peter and the Cat Narrative Comprehension Assessment because there was a lack of assessments available 
for young children assessing oh. inferential comprehension of narratives. Um, and the assessments that were available, most of them lump together uh, total comprehension scores and they don't separate inferential and literal comprehension, which is something that, that we think is and, and found from the research as well is really important. They're highly related skills, but inferential and literal comprehension are actually separate skills. So we do need to, to kind of uh, think about them separately in assessment as well. Yeah, oh, great. Um, so in terms of um, future directions or gaps that you think um, are still in the research, uh, can you tell us a bit about those? Yeah, so we now have a little bit of information about the skills contributing to inferential comprehension in young children with DLD, which, which can inform our interventions but it's still a really under-researched area and comprehension in general is. So I think we need a lot more into, uh, um, research into inferential comprehension and also just comprehension in general, uh, particularly for children with DLD. We tend to have a lot more uh, research in, in expressive areas of expressive language. Uh, so I think that that's really important. Um, and I think that the takeaways from the research are that we have um, the full intervention program available freely for clinicians to download and use. And yeah, fabulous. Yeah, and we found from, from the randomised controlled trial that uh, we can target and improve inferencing from a young age, which I think is really important, particularly when we know many of those kids, as you know, go on to have later reading comprehension issues. Well, that's right. And also, you know, the research is showing, or the literature shows that these kids um, have those inferencing problems from early on and you can work on it at an oral level. You don't have to wait until those difficulties come up at, at a reading level, mm -hmm. which is the other really fantastic thing about what you've done. Which is then really affecting their learning as well. So I think it's, it's not something that we can fix quickly, but if we know that we can target it and improve it and start that from a younger age, I think hopefully yeah. that will have flow on effects to their later reading comprehension and learning as well. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. So where, people, where can people find out a bit more about your research? So both the studies are now published. So the profiling study and the intervention study. And we also have a few resources freely available. So the intervention program and the two narrative comprehension assessments are freely available to download. And the links to the resources and publications can be found on the LALIC website. Thank you.